0: Welcome to Sleepless in St. Genard, where nostalgia replaces REM cycles. I'm
1: Kitty. And I'm Ange.
0: And we haven't slept
1: in 30 years.
0: This is a podcast about the 90s Disney cartoon Darkwing Duck, where today it is lights, camera, and fraction as we delve into the devious filmmaker Tuscanini.
1: He he was pretty funny in this episode. I thought so anyways. I I
0: I like him. I I I'm trying to think uh, cuz I I can't pinpoint certain things, like certain episodes. Like I just have a general Tuscanini shaped blob in my memory and like I remember him being entertaining and he is entertaining.
1: He is.
0: He's an entertainer. So it would be <laughs> it would be a crime <laughs> if he wasn't. Um yeah. So, do you have any updates before we we start talking walrus
1: yeah we got a letter from one of our regular listeners our pal rainy right as rainy yo uh rainy sent us some categories for the uh the next wheel of stuff wheel of episodes that we are going to put in i won't name out the categories just yet because i think it would be more of a fun surprise when we actually get around to populating the wheel and you know, stuff like that. So stay tuned <laughs> for the future. But I'll I'll uh read out the second part of their letter. Hello again. I'm back and I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> guess, guess who's back? back again.
1: <sighs> I I feel Never that
0: Never apologize. Uh,
1: I'm the same though. I, I'm always like sorry for continuing to be <laughs> sorry, sorry
0: sorry for my <laughs> continual existence in this plane but
1: we appreciate never, it
0: never apologize we we appreciate it more than you'll know
1: yes continuing the letter thank you again for putting up with all of this recent episodes of the podcast had gotten me thinking and if you wanted to try some new category ideas where you pick an episode, here's a few. And then... Redacted, redacted, redacted. Redacted, because it will be a surprise <laughs> for the future. And then the second part of the letter says, And then this point you all brought on yourselves. You were talking at the end of your watch of Bearskin Thug about Twin Beaks. And Trudy got brought up and Darkwing's apparent interest and how this probably should have gone against all of his baser instincts as she looks almost exactly like Mrs. Muddlefoot. Please refer to Battle of the Brain Teasers 2 to see what I mean, but that episode has some pretty shameless flirting between him and his neighbor. Yes, I know it's the parasites, but we're given the image of Darkwing and Binky, and that activates my gag reflex on so many levels. (laughs) And even though there were parasites and weird Alien BS involved in both episodes. Does Darkwing remember this? Was he okay with it? Are Trudy and Mrs. Muddlefoot secretly his type? Is his type just women that are significantly taller than him and can rock it? Personally, I think he does fantastic with a tall goth woman, but I digress. And I agree with that. Same. I am deeply disturbed and have to share that discomfort with you because I hadn't thought about it until you brought it up. So thank you. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> we, we are here to remind everyone about painful things.
1: Yes. It should be noted that this letter was sent before the Twin Beaks episode dropped because mm-hmm. we, were, we record sometimes a few weeks ahead before they actually end up being posted so this letter is technically from before so i feel like we talked a little bit about it in last week's episode
2: yeah
0: i don't remember battle of the brain teasers one or two i know that they were alien hats i don't remember Darkwing wing and, and binky oh uh, yes make oh, it yes. oh they, oh, didn't, they don't okay. really make out oh but. yes <laughs> <laughs> oh yes says and <laughs>
1: for some reason i remember both those episodes really well so
0: yeah, I just remember the little hats with eyeballs. Yeah. Um,
1: but there's yeah, more. I mean... Oh, there's more? To the letter.
0: Oh, well, okay.
1: Adjacent <laughs> point, obviously he wouldn't actually pursue anything with Binky, and most likely Trudy for a multitude of reasons, among which is Herb, not just respect, but also a need to remove himself from everything associated with him as far as he can. But in light of the comic's arc... I'm curious what you all think of Darkwing's wandering eye problem in episodes like this. He never thought of or worried about his relationship with Morgana, but definitely was still looking at femme appeal and has shown interest in other women in the show. But does it make sense for his character after Morgana enters the storyline? I know it's kind of beating a dead horse to try and extrapolate continuity because Mr. Stones could not be bothered. Feels like he grew in his and Morgana's relationship so well that this old character trait felt weird to bring back in later stories like the comics. What do you think? Is this a consistent character issue for Drake or does he grow out of it? And final aside, someone asked what cartoons looked like to the ducks. I think that was you, Kitty. (laughs)
0: Like puppet show or something.
1: Yeah. Twitching channel shows pretty standard animation, but Darkwing recognizes that he's a cartoon. So maybe they're all mm. self-aware. There are some Donald Duck jokes in several episodes. So dot dot dot. Thank you again. Happy New Year and almost 50 sleepless episodes, right as Rainy.
0: It's a lot of episodes. Yes. Um yeah, I don't know uh, about most of that. Um I feel like a lot of cartoons, especially of that era, it was just kind of like anytime a hot babe was on screen, everyone would lose their minds like the Tex Avery uh, wolf big bad wolf
1: I remember Fenton in DuckTales 1987 version yeah even when he was with Gandra he would shamelessly flirt with other women or get very excited when women flirt with him so I think Darkwing has enough of an ego that he likes to think that he's attractive and a ladies' man, so he might just play it up for his own, I don't know, just to make himself feel better. Mm-hmm. So I could see him doing that even uh after he's met Morgana and they've established a relationship, but I also I think he'd be mostly respectful enough not to do it in front of her, but that's also because he he would be, you know, zapped in the pudding or something.
0: <laughs> I I could totally see Drake being the PTA dad that's just hitting on all the other moms, or just like think that all the other moms are in love with him, but he's just really like, there. nobody is impressed with his store-bought cheese platter that he brought to the meeting.
1: Perfect. I agree.
0: (laughs) Because, again, I feel like I say this every episode, and it just remains true, the best thing about Darkwing is that he always thinks that he's better than he is. Like, he always... Thinks that he's more popular and just people don't like him and that's that's the comedy that's the funny part. So I don't know, but he he is kind of shameless as far as most things, honestly. But you know the ogling and all that. Um, I I can't speak to the the binky thing and the the hat episode, but yeah, I mean, but imagine how great it would be though, just. I mean, it would be terrible, because Herb would be heartbroken. If Herb and Biggie like broke up because of Drake, and then Drake and Biggie got together, and then it was like Darkwing's stepdad, <laughs> <laughs> it would be so awkward. It would be so awkward.
1: Nah, Drake does not have the patience for that. Uh, also, in regards to the comics, personally, personally, this is just my opinion, I don't really count the comics as a true continuity to the cartoon itself because it was written by completely different people many 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 years later so uh because Rainey was referring to the part in the comics when darkwing first meets Femme appeal the fox lady and mm. he he does shamelessly have a tail yes for some the... reason she had no tail and he was ogling her, and when they they redid it, they revisited that uh, arc in the Definitively Dangerous edition, they actually made it even worse, because they replaced, before he was just staring at her, and then they replaced his staring with hearts in his eyes, so just very, like, definitely, like, Oh. oh, she's... yeah. So, um, I just, I felt like that didn't make sense to me, because as hot as she is. I feel like there's been plenty of times in the show where even when like the babes appear, Darkwing doesn't really get overly enthusiastic. He's just kind of I don't know. He he might look them up and down or something, but then he just kind of goes back to business as usual cuz he usually ha he's usually too focused on the case.
0: He he goes a little m'lady, but then he he reels it back in.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like he isn't he isn't completely shameless. And throughout the TV show, he wasn't, you know, super flirtatious. So personally Except for with Morgana, which yeah. is great. Yeah, with Morgana. And even then it was like love at first sight. Like it was very like he was just head over heels for her. So
0: I'm just thinking specifically of the part in Justice Justice Ducks when they go to wherever Megavolt and Quackerjack is. He's just like, oh, stand back, like it's a blood on you. Like, <laughs> being his quote-unquote smooth Darkwing self.
1: I think uh, he, with his ego, he does enjoy the attention, but because of, as you said, Kitty, because of the fact that usually the irony is that people don't appreciate him. Usually it's, <laughs> you know, Launchpad or Gizmo Duck or whoever else is around in the vicinity at the time is going to get the attention
0: which is actually a perfect segue into this episode
1: yes it is
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean not to cut you short if you had more you wanted to talk no, about no no that's
1: that's exactly where i was seeking to i was <laughs> okay. i was i was steering this train look at the, us into the duck by any other name stop ravine <laughs> yes <laughs> off a cliff <laughs>
0: off a cliff <laughs> right into this episode yes <laughs> if you would like to join us at the bottom of this chasm it is season 1 episode 48 on Disney plus a duck by any other name and it the uh, blurb is launchpad is misidentified as the real darkwing
1: duck which is true 100% which,
0: which is true and it is a plot of a ducktales episode as well <laughs> Where everybody thinks that Launchpad is Gizmoduck.
1: We have to watch Launchpad not wear pants for this whole episode. Oh! I didn't even realize that. I didn't like it. I was looking at him for a while and I was I couldn't figure it out. I was like, something's off. There's something wrong about this. Like, not just the fact... Launchpad's
0: tree ball in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just... there's Because usually, I don't know, I don't think there's very many instances where Launchpad isn't wearing pants, and it was a little jarring, because I was... I couldn't place it at first. Like, I was not consciously aware, but as the episode continued, I was like, ah, that's what it is. That's what's bugging me about this.
0: Oh. See, I didn't even notice. Oh. There's that. I kind of wish I had, because then I could see what his legs look like. Interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I just love the fact that he is... So much bigger and differently shaped than Darkwing in every way. (laughs) And nobody seems Mm -hmm. to notice this. Like, they switch between the two, and it's like, oh, yes, this is clearly the same person.
0: Yeah, it kind of makes sense with Gizmoduck because Gizmoduck is so big. Mm -hmm. Truly, does that make sense (laughs) in this episode? It is purely for laughs, and it is exactly what should happen to Darkwing. Mm -hmm. So, yes, join us, won't you? and it it kind of hits the ground running in this episode as we open up with a classic shot of some guards guarding a diamond not any diamond a diamond in the shape of a rubber ducky uskernini wastes no time kicking in the door in a knockoff darth vader costume and his penguin henchbirds are all in little spacesuits as he demands their dilithium crystals or they will vaporize the universe and the guards are Pretty unshaken until he instructs his minions to hit them with the stun beams, and the little go getters just clobber the cops <laughs> with their mallets. Perfect. It's pretty great. <laughs> the guards go down easy, and Tess Kernini has one penguin recording everything. And uh, he's like, oh, cut uh, once the guards are out for the count. And then he just prances around their fallen bodies and <laughs> giggles to himself about getting the diamond, and he poses for the camera. Uh, he announces that one day the videos of his crimes will be worth more than the trinkets he steals. But until then, these certainly help keep me in the popcorn. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty concise. In the first five seconds, you know exactly everything about this man.
1: It's, it's so. pretty... I like his theme. I like his whole villain shtick.
0: Imagine him, though, now in, like, present time. He'd just be uploading his stuff to YouTube and, you know, some... Uh, Either everyone would watch it or no one would watch it.
1: He'd be, uh, he'd either be an actual influencer or he'd be a wannabe influencer.
0: There's a character in My Hero Academia that's kind of like a serious Tuscarnini.
1: Is he a walrus too? Is.
0: No, he's an older dude. It's a ridiculous English name. Gentleman or gentle criminal? <sighs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i only watched up to season three of my hero academia and there wasn't enough of that blonde chick with the horns that's what i was there for
0: oh yeah the, the big big girl uh yeah his name is gentle criminal or known simply as gentle <laughs> so anyway that's that's japan's answer to Toscanini. um yeah, it's he's just having the best time. And I feel like his penguins also have cutouts in their helmets for their beaks to go through. But unlike the cow in twin beaks, they're not actually in space, so they get a pass.
1: Their little saucer flies for no particular reason, though, which is pretty and impressive. It's
0: very impressive. And I have to imagine that the penguins are the real like a handy part of this whole operation they are like maybe they're the geniuses and he's just the, fe- the front man
1: yeah that would make sense because he's the director that shouts everything and then he- he's got mm. his you know technical crew following him yeah around.
0: there it is so yes as as tuscarnini is posing with uh this diamond duck a very very evil laugh fills the air <laughs> it is, I am the terror that flaps in the night. Tuscarina and his goons try to exit stage right. Starwing continues, I am the feathery phantom that haunts your nightmares. But he's already in front of them. And then I made a note to say there's very nice animation in this one so far.
1: This, um, I actually looked it up at the end of the episode because I quite like the animation. It's Disney France.
0: I don't think it really carries through the whole thing, but the beginning is very nice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the lighting is really good and Darkwing's cape is very swooshy. You could always tell where they <laughs> where they were, I guess, as far as the budget went when Darkwing's cape has a lot of life to it. So yeah, that's just a little side. Um, the bad guys try to then exit stage left, but of course there's a Darkwing there too. and uh, oh, he's always everywhere and run. He'll scatter in all directions. And Darkwing reveals to us how he's able to be everywhere at once when he pulls out a pencil that's actually a microphone and tells Launchpad to go after the penguins because we see that Launchpad is also dressed like Darkwing and apparently is not wearing pants. I was more focused on the fact that he has his aviator cap on underneath (laughs) like the mask and the hat and everything because the little tails of it are flopping around. So I guess Tuscanini and the penguins and I guess everybody in Kennard suffer from face blindness and physique fi- blindness, because as we stated earlier, uh, they're not exactly twins. Oh, but it is twins. It's the the Arnold Schwarzenegger Danny DeVito twins, but in <laughs> Darkwing form. <laughs> and then this next thing that happens, I totally did not remember because we get a lot of Tom Lockjaw on this episode.
1: I knew he was in a Tusker nini episode. I couldn't remember which one.
0: Like I don't think I've ever seen him say more than a sentence but he's he's all over this one. He is. He's outside driving his news truck around and screeches to a halt in front of the museum just as Toscanini gets out onto the roof and his little cameraman extends up to the roof on like a crane thing like a, you know like the guys who repair the phone lines uh, to get a better shot and For one scene, Tuscarnini is in his normal colors in his Darth Vader duds, but Darkwing shoots him with itching powder. And this uh, makes him very itchy, but also writes his coloration, I suppose. Uh, Tuscarnini is scratching, which I guess this itching powder is very good against cybernetic bulls and walruses. (gasps) Because he also did the same thing to Taurus Bulba. And uh, he drops the diamond duck, which Darkwing suctions back into his hands. And Tom Lockjaw is watching it all happen in real time in the van, and is super impressed. And it really has been an incredible run for Darkwing so far. He's do he's killing it.
1: He's doing a good actually. job. Actually,
0: he really is. Inside Launchpad, Darkwing is chasing the Penguins, who close themselves in a closet. This prompts Launchpad to wonder the age old question: What would Darkwing Duck do? AKA WWDWDD. <laughs> Blows off the tongue. And uh, he does his best Darkwing impression, telling them to come out or face the doom of Darkwing Duck. But the penguins apparently had stashed their functioning flying saucer in the broom closet and just rammed through the door and launch pad, zipping down the hall and out of sight. Back on the roof, Darkwing is shoving his gas gun in Tuscarora's face, telling him his career is over. Just when he gets bowled over by the penguins and nearly dumped off the roof... Tom Lockjaw is so excited by the prospect of watching Darkwing fall to his death for, you know, all the ratings. And Darkwing tries to pull himself up as Tusker Nitty gloats, asking him if he wanted to be a part in his science fiction epic. He has just the part for him. A falling star. Oh, ho, ho, ho oh, no. Oh. And he stomps on Darkwing's hand. Uh, Darkwing plummets, but hits a convenient flag post and gets launched back up toward Tess And then he Tuscanini's dusting off his, his Shakespeare and doing a little bit of a soliloquy. And then we get the scene that's in the, the theme song, where Darkwing defies gravity long enough to kick the saucer into a whirl and snatches the diamond back. Uh, Tess starts to go after him, but a bunch of cops have shown up and they fly off instead. So, in case anyone has missed this, the penguins have built an actual functioning flying saucer.
1: Good for them. Good for them.
0: Good for them. I love this for them. Tom Lockjaw manhandles his cameraman until the dude tells him that, yeah, he got all the footage. Or more accurate, he says, relax, Glamapuss. You're talking to a professional. And Tom is thrilled, but notices a familiar silhouette on the rooftop. Launchpad is still in his disguise. Is listening to Darkwing complain about how they blew it. Darkwing relates to headlines that may have been, and uh, but not that fame matters to him. He's like, uh huh, sure. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Well, let's see how this goes. And Launchpad is very sorry for screwing everything up. Starts taking his mask and hat off. And Darkwing, right? Well, he's kindly, kindly says it. You know, it's okay. No one ex, no one expected him to actually be Darkwing. And at least they stopped Tusker and he starts monologuing to make himself feel better, which I guess is Darkwing's self soothing method of choice. Just nothing gets him back up by talking about himself. He's saying something about St. Kennard citizens being able to go to bed in peace when we get a split screen of Goslin in a helmet who declares, No way, I'm not even tired. And then as we go back, it's like a cute little segue. And she's telling Drake that if he wants to go to bed, he'd have to tackle her. And uh, Launchpad turns on the TV to watch Pelican Island as Darkwing and Goslin tackle and dodge around the entire house.
1: I assume as that's a- just the bedtime routine for Goslin every single night.
0: It has to be. It truly, truly has to be. And we actually get to see some of a Pelican Island episode, too. Mm. It's real generic, just like a couple of bird dudes. Uh, one of them, just like Gilligan. And a seagull-looking dude dressed up as a skipper. Apparently Barbara Ann's been kidnapped by an ape. We zoom in on the TV just as the show is interrupted by a news bulletin by Tom Lockjaw himself.
2: We interrupt this program with a special bulletin. A daring robbery was foiled tonight by that mysterious masked Avenger Darkwing Duck. Hey, he's talking about me. In this exclusive footage, we see the intrepid hero battle the cunning thespian thief, Tuscanini. Go get him, Darkwing. And with this death-defying maneuver, he retrieved the priceless Diamond Duck of St. Canard. A truly heroic deed. Major League Impressive, Dad. Yes, yes. I only deserve it. And now Channel 3 Excitement News has exclusive footage which reveals the secret identity of Darkwing Duck. What? You can't. It'll ruin me. As you can see, Darkwing Duck is really Launchpad McQuack. Whew. They got it wrong. Hey. They got it wrong! I was there! Why didn't you film me? I'm Darkwing Duck! Me! Me! Not him!
0: Drake is delighted, blowing kisses to the air until Channel 3 Excitement News Exclusive reveals the secret identity of Darkwing Duck. But of course, we see Launchpad unmasking and they somehow know exactly who he is.
1: (laughs) Tom Lockjaw does his research.
0: They know him by name. (laughs) Drake is relieved for about five seconds before he's outraged. (laughs) Launchpad says, I think they got my good side. And Drake says, LP, you don't have a good side. Savage. (laughs) He's so so mean. And then Launchpad says, don't get mad at him because it's not his fault. And Drake apologizes and says it's a secret is probably safe. Because nobody watches reruns of Pelicans Island, but oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes! Who comes a slamming in the door with a yoo-hoo? Sings the angel of avian way, as he busts in the door with Binky at his heels to talk to the man of the hour, crushing Drake in the process. Like, yo, old dog, why'd you keep a secret from your old pal Herb? And then. <laughs> Drake finishes his sentence with, except, of course, our dear neighbors, the Muddlefoots. Of course. Minky, yes, of course they watch Pelican. That was their son's birthday party theme. Mm-hmm. Of course they know. Iki proclaims that she loves Darkwing's costume, but doesn't he think Peach is more his color? Oh, Binky. Drake can't handle the injustice of it all. Goslin reminds him that the secret identity should be secret. And he's like, oh, right. And this is where I kind of redact my earlier thought about the animation looking nice. Because there's some weirdness going on. Not bad, but just kind of janky, weird animation. Drake is willing to let it go and let Launchpad be the neighborhood hero. When a mob rushes through the door trying to pitch him movie deals. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Drake proclaims a secret identity stink. Next morning we get the iconic like scene of Drake... Slugging his way across the kitchen floor, get his coffee. He, he looks pretty rough, and I, I feel it on a spiritual level. <laughs> and he see it seems like he drinks the entire pot of coffee while laying on the floor.
1: I believe it
0: off off screen. Uh While imbibing in his typical way, he hears a tour group go by his house. Saying it's the house of Darkwing Duck, better known as to his neighbors as Launchpad, but Quack and darkwing bursts out of the house in an outrage and there's an entire darkwing duck fair going on on his front yard drake chases them away like they're raccoons in his trash cans <laughs> and then finds that goslin and honker also have a stall and he calls them out and goslin says that she's just helping throw people off the trail as honker puts his head down and hides drake is not buying it for a second
1: Goslin, she is very business minded and she knows when there's money to be made.
0: She is always out to make a buck. She let people skateboard on his bill. He was a skate park for a hot second. <laughs> I don't know why he's surprised that she would be uh, selling Launchpad Darkwing merchandise on the front lawn. Meanwhile, with uh, the man himself, Launchpad is doing his Jim Starling best and cutting the ribbon on a new mall. Um, He's trying to tell them that he's not Darkwing, and a couple women in the front row are just swooning over him (laughs) way, 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 way overhead. On top of a neighboring skyscraper, Darkwing is up there and decides that he needs to go be heroic as far away from Launchpad as possible. It's just funny to me, too, that it's like a mall. You know, malls aren't terribly tall. They're maybe like two stories at best. And Darkwing is at the top of this giant skyscraper, just like, I can't <laughs> believe that they're <laughs> so pissed off and super hot. Like, you could have gone on the roof of the mall, maybe. But no, he was needed the high ground, and then chooses the low ground. So he decides that he needs to go around and and fight crime as far away from Launchpad as possible so that people see they're not the same person They're different places. And of course it goes as badly as it should. See some punk sneaking into an apartment uh, from a fire escape and then he ties them up and they're like, hey bro, it's our house. We didn't want to wake up our mother. And then a woman's hand comes out the window and clobbers him with a rolling pin, screaming about, Oh, my boys! Which I'm pretty sure is in the theme song, too, is. isn't it?
1: Yes, the being clobbered by the rolling pin is in the intro.
0: Yeah, and he topples off the fire escape into a dumpster after being beaten with a rolling pin. Next on the hip parade, he poofs into groups of obviously uniformed moving men and calls them bags and starts beating them up, thinking that they're robbing this place. One guy is holding a rope, and Darkwing tells him to let it go, as if he's forgotten he lives in a cartoon. And of course a fridge falls on him. Moving men, to their credit, are horrified and, uh, like, open the, the fridge to see if he's okay, and he, he waddles out, and he realizes that he, he done fucked up. He did. He, he, he did. Back on the rooftops and heavily bandaged, he... Complains about how there's no crime when he needs it. But lo and behold, finally a job for Darkwing as he leaps into action. He jumps out of his casts and all of his, you know, bandages as well. Uh, he's very excited because it's time to now hassle an old woman who litters. <laughs> and he just starts screaming at her.
1: I was getting Dark Warrior vibes from that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is so desperate at this point that he is proto dark warrior screaming at a little old lady who is not at all remorseful and hits him with her purse
2: no mistake this time this is a job for darkwing duck so thought no one would notice your crime eh scum well this is my city and no crime goes unpunished litter bug
0: And for some reason, the police show up and throw him in jail.
1: <laughs> I guess he was technically, you know, screaming at a little old lady.
0: He was harassing her, but she assaulted him. So, I don't know. That that does check out, though. Darkwing should always get arrested. He tells the officers that he's the real Darkwing, and they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And there's at least 10 other guys in the prison cell with him in vague approximations of a Darkwing Duck costume, and they're like, oh yeah, we believe you. Mm-hmm. It's the most popular Darkwing has ever been. <laughs> Meanwhile, at a closed-off theater, Tuscanini is reading the newspaper and sees that Launchpad has been exposed as Darkwing and hashes a plans with the penguins. Having them bring him a phone book, <laughs> he calls the house.
1: <laughs> Classic 90s! <laughs>
0: <laughs> the 90s. Oh, phone books. They're, they're around... I think until about like fifteen years ago. I was
1: gonna say, are they still a thing? Do phone books exist?
0: I don't think so. R.I.P. to some real ones.
1: They were good for propping up broken tables, and <laughs> there mm-hmm. were there were a mm-hmm. lot of uses for phone books when I was a kid.
0: none of them for what their purpose were
1: (laughs) no back then you just memorized all the phone numbers in your head you knew your best friend's phone number and your parents and your own home phone number i don't even know my mom's cell phone number (laughs) now would you why would i it's in your little phone yeah it's in my contacts now so you know if technology ever fizzles out for some reason or i'm without my phone i guess i'm just screwed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess I need a phone book. I guess you do. A <laughs>
0: uh, phone book or a Rolodex. Either way. So, yes, he calls the house. And Goslin answers the phone.
2: McQuack Productions. Talk to me, babe. Yeah, oh, yes. Uh, is this the home of Launchpad McQuack? Also known as Darkwing Duck. Yes, it is. Who wants to know? Make it snappy. We're booked solid for the next two weeks. Well, let's just say it's an old friend (laughs) who's planning a surprise visit. No need to bother him. Ta-ta! Time for a new script, boys. This one's a comedy. I call it The Destruction of Darkwing Duck.
0: (laughs) It tells the penguins that it's time for a comedy called The Destruction of Darkwing Duck as they all wring their hands evilly and cackle. He changes into a bomber jacket and aviator cap, saying that it's a perfect outfit, an air ace, to beat an air head. (laughs) And they already have a ticking time bomb ready to go. Yes, they do. (laughs) He demands a jelly donut um, and is eating it while he reads the house's address. And the jelly globs on the numbers. And then he thinks that they live at the house next door! (laughs) (laughs) No!
1: Uh, The Muddlefoot's house! Herb, get out of there! uh, Herb, get to safety! I guess this is proof, though, that Darkwing really can't reveal his secret identity because apparently first thing the villains are going to do is bomb his house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? They'll bomb his house. But in the,
0: the classic way, it's always Herb who has to pay the bill for, for Drake's existence. Mm-hmm. Getting dragged away by the Grim Reaper, and now his house gets bombed. Spoilers. His house <laughs> explodes. Oh. So, um, yeah, the penguins see Tusker out with airplane noises. And Launchpad and Goslin are ailing Drake out of jail. Or rather... Lodgepad is doing photo ops with the cops, and Goslin is raking in the cash. Scarnini and the Penguins are flying a biplane, which I suppose the Penguins also built.
1: I would assume. What can't so. they do? What can't they
0: do? <laughs> They're flying over the neighborhood, setting up the plot of the, his next movie, and he points out Herb's house, <laughs> and Herb is outside grilling, and uh, like fires erupting out of the grill. It's just like... It's very unsafe. Vicky tells him that the charcoal is too hot as the penguins throw the bomb in their house and the house explodes completely. It's gone. Literally just a pile of boards.
1: I guess Tank is dead now and that's why we never right? see him in any other well, that's episode. Like, <laughs> like I'm, is this...
0: Was he killed in the Christmas episode? Like, was this the next episode? <laughs> after after that, Tank just ceases to exist. He dies in an explosion and his parents don't even realize. Oh, man. And Herb just turns to Banky and says, Did you put tin foil in the microwave again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, alluding to the first and not the last time that the Muddlefoots have done some serious property destruction on their own. Mm-hmm. And I love them for it. Luckily, as we mentioned, Herb and Binky were outside. And Honker is with the Mallards. And um, as they're driving in the, st- the family station wagon. But as they're driving in the family station wagon, Drake is straight up in his Darkwing costume in oh. the front seat of the car.
1: Huh. I didn't even think about that.
0: Uh, Tuscanini eats the penguins up for blowing up the wrong house. But is delighted when he sees Goslin and Honker go into the house. And uh, he declares it's time for another costume change. So yeah, it's just literally like Tank Tank is dead. <laughs> Tank is dead. Um, Moment of silence for Tankard Mulfoot. Unless he was killed on Christmas.
1: <laughs> Unless he was killed.
0: Yes. <laughs> right? Because that's how it ends. He's like stuck in a chimney or he's being dragged. He's
1: stuck in a chimney at the end of the Christmas episode. It's a wonderful leaf. I'd have to look it up for sure, but he does... Cease to exist at some point. In the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh Tank. So now we go into another. Little scene. Of Darkwing deciding that. He can't be Darkwing anymore. Because that's Launchpad. Everybody thinks Launchpad is Darkwing. So he starts pitching. New superhero identities. With costumes that he has in his attic. And they're all. Pretty bad. He's got. The Midnight Mallard, The Mysterious Snickersnack, which is basically just like him in a jester costume. And then there's Double O Duck, which is his James Bond or James Pond persona.
1: A nice little shout out to the fact that the show was originally called Double O Duck.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm -hmm. surprised
1: they could even say Double O in it because I thought the whole point was that it was copyrighted.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I guess um, having a throwaway line about it is different than calling it the whole show.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Darkwing is having his little fashion show. Launchpad says that he's going to call Tom Lockjaw and confess that he's not Darkwing, but is also like dunking on Darkwing's new ideas as he's coming up with them. Tuscarniti and his Spielberg best busts through the door, and Goslin's not impressed, but he says that he wants to make a movie starring the people around Darkwing. And now she's suddenly on board, but of course, this was all just a trap, and the kids get kidnapped. Tuscanini takes them back to the movie theater, throwing Honker in the popcorn maker, and Goslin puts up a fight, but ultimately the penguins chuck her into the popcorn too. And we learn that one of his penguins' names is named Cecil, like Cecil DeMille, the director. Ah, Yes, and also I guess we should mention that uh, Toscanini's name is Arturo Toscanini, which is a reference to Arturo Toscanini, I think is how you say it. He was an Italian composer. So there we go. We don't know the names of the other two penguins, at least not in this episode. I was kind of hoping that they would be uh, Groucho, Marco, and Harpo. <laughs> but here we are. Oh, and the Toscanini just lets them know that they're bait because, of course, they are. wings. hopefully last new idea is the Scarlet Bafflequack, which is all red and kind of ruffly, and he kind of looks like a reject from Robin Hood, and his cape is too long, and he falls down the stairs. Launchpad tells him that Herb and Bickey called number one how? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unless they just kind of hollered through the window said that they want Hawker home. Uh, Also, how? What? what home? There's
1: home? I guess they for, just carry on into the usual. yard.
0: <laughs> we want a back of the yard for for dinner, um, but Darkwing's found the kidnapping note and sees that they demand the Diamond Duck. He tells Launchpad that Tuscanini is using the kids to lure Launchpad into a death trap, and Launchpad says, "But I don't need a death trap." <laughs> and Darkwing just says that that's the way it is when you're a superhero and decides that they should tag-team the demented director. Launchpad, Darkwing sneaks in the front door of the theater, doing a kind of I am the terror, um, but he says, I am the tenor that sings in the night. I am the uh, ro- rolled salt that rots the underside of your car.
1: Oh, I hate that. Which, I mean, it's pretty good. No, I mean, I mean, I hate road salt and how it rots oh. the other side because that happened to my mom's car. It, mm. The salt that our city uses in particular, it's a certain kind of salt that is very painful for dogs to step on. So all the Aww. dogs in the city need little booties. You see them walking Ooh. around in their dog booties. And if you get a brand new car and you drive around the city in the winter within a few years, you get rust and rot all underneath your car.
0: Oh, mm, boy. So that's a uh, launch pad right there. Launch pad that's launch pad all over.
1: <laughs> he uh, yeah, he hit me hard with that one. I was just <laughs> <laughs>
0: I felt it. Dest- destroyer of cars, accurate, but also herder of dog paws, uh, less accurate. <laughs> unless he runs them over. Oh. Poor puppies. The penguins are now in bellhop uniforms, and Tuscanini clobber's launch pad. Throwing him also into the popcorn maker there's lots of room in there it's a very big popcorn machine and um, he finds out that the diamond duck that Launchpad brought is fake and he turns on the popcorn maker saying that the butter is going to get hot enough to fry them I'm sure but Darkwing's real voice and also once again super evil laugh comes (laughs) from the theater he really is very leaning into like the (laughs) ha in this episode Uh, We get another I Am The Terror that flaps in the night as a giant Darkwing is on the movie screen and Tuscanini thinks that he's in the projection booth but somehow Darkwing is just behind the screen and kicks him through it. Kicks him in the
1: crotch basically. (laughs) Just full on.
0: Uh, Just a goodbye Tuscanini. Launchpad tells the kids that everything is going to plan as Butter starts sloshing down all around them. He says that he's supposed to set them free, but he has no idea how he's going to do it. Darkwing is scoffing at the penguins and their flashlights, but then they turn their flashlights into nunchucks, and he is less chuckly. Launchpad's brilliant plan is to eat their way out of the popcorn machine, and Goslin tosses the plan, making to Honker, who says that they need more popcorn to soak up the butter. And she's just kind of like, uh, okay. Darkwing invades the penguins and sends a vibration through the movie house, triggering the popcorn to fall into the butter. And then it just kind of floods popcorn everywhere. Everybody is saved, I suppose. They're all kind of swimming through the popcorn. And the penguins are using Tuscanini as a boat, paddling him away. And they'll burst out the front door on the popcorn tsunami into the waiting arms of the police and tom lockjaw darkwing appears on the marquee of the theater making a very heroic speech at which he thanks the launchpad for his help deceiving tuscarnini launchpad marches out of the popcorn with the kids and tells the camera that he is not darkwing <laughs> tom has a bit of a meltdown but we see the confession has made it to the news and drake is pleased but in perfect Darkwing Duck fashion, Tom is like, we're left with the mystery of who Darkwing Duck really is, but who cares? Here's some pandas. <laughs> oh, so we get to see some baby pandas mm-hmm. and Drake is furious. Oslin is also annoyed that she has so much leftover merchandise with Launchpad as Darkwing that she can't sell now. And Launchpad offers to dress up like a panda <laughs> and the world is back to normal. <laughs> Except for the muddlefoots in their blown up house and missing (laughs) son.
1: Balance is restored. (laughs) It's true. It is. Nature is healing.
0: The only way that anyone is ever interested in Darkwing is when it's not actually really Darkwing.
1: That's just the laws of the universe.
0: That is. That is the way the panda cub crumbles. (laughs) So that's it. A duck by any other name. It was a fun one. Yeah, Drake was very salty mm-hmm. through so much of this episode, which is understandable considering the content of this episode.
1: I like Tuscanini the way he talks because he he'll say things like, "Oh, we're out of here. We'll we'll be back for the second act." And I don't know. He mm. makes he makes a lot of he'll say stuff about you know exiting stage left. Like he he isn't just dressed up like a director he totally does a whole bunch of like wordplay and speech and stuff and
0: i like that he's very he's very thematic yes he sticks to the theme he Mm -hmm. truly does is a man obsessed with his art and really the one i feel like i remember the most is um adopticon yes which i remember him being pretty delightfully extra in as well does he, he lives with drake in that one right yeah, and Herb has like a giant evil-looking <laughs> dude living
1: with him too. <laughs> I think Herb actually signs him up for the program, and then gotcha. You know, Drake didn't really yeah. choose this, and then yeah, Tuscanini lives under their house.
0: So there we go. We, we watched Tuscanini episode. We did it. Yay! He's on. How many? He's only in three, right? He only has. He's got this one. He's got a star scorned. And... No no,
1: Star Scorand is a different episode that doesn't have him. And what's the other one? Um there's I think there's Film Flam. Right.
0: I think that's probably the one I'm thinking of.
1: But also I want to say his first episode that he appears in, like his origin episode as well, has a different name that I can't think of at the moment.
0: So, but yeah, not many in the grand scheme of things.
1: And yet he is on so much merchandise. <laughs>
0: he really is. He really is. I feel like this one might be early in the production order, too. I don't Possibly. know. Possibly. I don't know. But he, he's fun. He is fun. He's entertaining. Uh, I don't think I could take a whole show of just him as the villain. But he is a fun little flair here and there. The penguins are great, too, because they're just like the typical voiceless minions so they get to do a lot of mugging but again they seem very competent i would not be at all surprised if the penguins were really just brains of the outfit but all kind of seem to like each other Mm -hmm. like so that's fun too it's like they have a little gang of of buds just run around seem like the kind of crew like there was you know the, the Friend groups where it's like there's the one super creative kid and everybody just kind of does what he does, <laughs> yeah. does what he wants to do, and then they have the skill set to actually like make it cool. Yeah, it was fun. Goslin got to be her uh her wheeling and dealing Goslin in this episode, and uh Honker was there to be kidnapped. Poor Honker. And ultimately save the day because Honker Bumblefoot is the true hero of the show. Sometimes. And Herb and Binky, uh rebuild
1: their house very fast. I would assume so.
0: You have to have, they know they have to have so much like home insurance.
1: Special muddlefoot foot insurance just for them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because mm-hmm. it was the one with, I don't remember what the episode was, but he was like, he had all the electric, like the electric um, cords that by the home. Been...
1: Oh, was that uh Safety First?
0: Oh, yeah, inside Binky's brain. Yes. Yes. Canardian, Guardian! So we've done it. We have watched Atos Granini. How would you rate this episode?
1: Um, hmm. I'd give it a 3.75 out of five, and my reasoning is the animation is pretty decent for the most part. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're mostly on model, so all that stuff is great. There's nothing in the episode that's particularly bad. The dialogue's good. I mean, I'm forced to look at Launchpad without pants, so <laughs> it loses some points there, because I, mm-hmm. I just, I don't care to see it, but otherwise... i just imagine you,
0: like, holding your hand up <laughs> so to, like, the screen so that you're just constantly moving. I, on- I honestly did not even realize that he wasn't wearing pants. See, I'm, I'm no better than the citizens of St. Kennard.
1: Gasp. That's it. All he has to do is take off his pants. And everyone's like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's Darkwing. Darkwing doesn't wear pants. <laughs>
0: That's it. That's the true secret right there. Just take your pants off. And everybody thinks you're Darkwing. Please don't do this. We do not endorse this idea. Uh, well, I would rate it 40 million out of five. Because my serotonin levels shot through the roof when her muddle foot walked through the door. <laughs>
1: In the so absence wonderful. of Herb, what would you rate it?
0: In the absence of Herb, I would, it's probably like a solid three out of five. Okay. Yeah, maybe a little more. A few fractions of a point. It's, it's fun. It's not painful. It's not, it did not fill me with a, a sense of rage like getting antsy did. But It's it's not top tier. I feel like the writing is good. It's not as polished as some of the other episodes. And it, it really jumped all over the place. Like there was a lot of characters to keep track of. And it just seemed like we're here, we're there, we're here, we're there, we're here, we're there, we're here. Just it didn't mm-hmm. I felt it, it hopped around a lot. Overall, thumbs up. Thumb two thumbs way up. Classic. A, a duck by any other name. And um we have not yet repopulated the Wheel of Names. Uh, but we did get another suggestion from Speaker who suggested that we do some origin episodes, cause we haven't done any. Right?
1: I wanna say we've maybe done I don't know, it feels like we've done at least one, but I could Oh, I be guess wrong. we did
0: we did Morganas.
1: Yes, yes.
0: But like we haven't done any of the five's first appearance. Yeah, so that's that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pick right now. I'll pick one, you pick one. Uh, I will let you go first.
1: You already know what I'm gonna pick, but I
0: I when I pitched this to you before we started recording, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, do you know which one you want to do? full well knowing exactly which one you're going to pick. So why don't you tell everyone I'm sure they're gonna be shocked. Hold on to your hats, everybody.
1: It's the Jambalaya Jake episode where he first... No! (laughs) No, no, it's Negaduck. Definitely Negaduck is gonna be my origin episode to watch. The
0: origin episode, quote-unquote origin episode, Mm -hmm. because it's like the origin of that version of Negaduck. It's just general Tadstone shrugs and smiles and vanishes into the hedges. (laughs) Um... And I think I'm gonna do the liquidator one is it dry hard? Yes no I say that one I like I, I know that I like that one and I think I've mentioned it like five times <laughs> the lobster woman and everything. So that's that's my pick I want to watch the liquidator one and then we can dive into the freshly repopulated wheel So we do Negaduck, liquidator comic oh. so that's our plan dear listeners if you have any more ideas or misfortunes that you would like to visit upon us please drop us a line the email address which I'm not even going to pretend to remember is in the show notes the episode notes and I'm sure Ange has it everywhere else and I am uh, an affront to God and never check any of it so we are any other parting thoughts for our listeners
1: no that's it that's all folks that's the show
0: that's a wrap. Cut and print.
1: Exit stage left.
0: Night. Remember? The crime. Doesn't sleep. And neither does Hollywood, baby!